0: Well, what's up there? Welcome to the top five podcast. This is a show where we rank and discuss any list you can imagine. Best microwave dinner, top gaming consoles, best underwear brand. There are no limits. Everyone is wrong even when they think they are right. I'm your host, Zachary Rancourt, and with me as always is Tom Lockhart. Thomas Lee Lockhart, the name of a serial killer. How are you? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh I'm not doing great. I've got two separate pipe leaks in my apartment, so that's fun.
0: Uh-oh. That's uh, not fun at yeah. all. Leaks. There's uh, one in,
1: there's one right in the hallway outside my uh my front door that's underneath the gr- the the floor, so they're actually going to have to rip the floor to get to it. And then there's one in the bathroom above my shower. The pipe from upstairs is leaking into our shower, but only when they take a shower. So it's fine. <laughs>
0: Oh man, that's a bummer. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Um, you know who's a big fan of showers, though? Not Eric Shane. I hate showers. <laughs> you don't like showers? What do you <laughs> no, do? You just hose I, yourself down? <laughs>
2: just, I just go out to the crick, just wallow around a little bit. When, the, the crick, me off, out Where? to the crick. <laughs> yeah, uh, very
0: nice. How's it going, Eric Shane? Uh it's going okay.
2: Uh, quite a weekend of football we just got done with. The divisional round it was bonkers, bananas, crazy, but uh, some of the best football I think we've ever seen. But yeah, just uh, hitting the week strong man. Busy, busy, busy week for me.
0: That was quite a, uh, quite a miraculous football game. Um, football weekend in general, I was in Portland for the weekend and yeah. I was driving back yesterday, Sunday night, uh, during the bills chiefs game. And so I listened to the second half on the radio and I, I got the final like five minutes of the game. I was in a weird area in Washington that didn't have great radio service. So it was cutting in and out. So I'm like, no, yeah. I was driving 90 on the freeway. Just <laughs> yeah, trying to get that one little that weird little spot there. But yeah, to, be, like
2: uh, exit 70 or whatever, where you're just too far north of Portland, too far yeah. south of Seattle. Yeah, I, yeah, know I was well. <laughs> I was
0: before Olympia. It was before Olympia for a good yeah. 20 miles. And so I'm just like flying. And luckily I was able to hear it. But that was uh, my goodness. My heart could only take so much for that game. Oh. Holy crap.
2: Yeah, that was bonkers. I'm, I'm sad. I was really pulling for the Bills. I really thought it was going to be their year, and I, I think the, I think they're the best team in football. It's just kind of, mm-hmm. hard. but you know, it's that's that's why we well, I mean, watch the game, man. It's a funny shaped ball bounces each way to way, yeah. man. It's just that's that's football.
0: Josh Allen is unreal. He didn't he, he didn't really even is. make the Pro Bowl, which is crazy. Like that's Pro Bowl the is so stupid, anyways. But I yeah. mean, Josh Allen is unreal. That guy is just can do no do no wrong, but. Um, I mean, he's, he's he's kind of a trendy quarterback, I'll, I'll say that. You know, trends are, trends are weird, man. They, uh, they change about as frequently as I change my underwear. So in my instance, that's like once every month. Mm. Uh, no one knows how they start, but once they kind of sink their trendy teeth into you, uh, they don't let go. Everyone's been a part of a fad in one way or another, and specifically and more so when we were young whippasnappers. snappas. So which was the best uh, trend, though? Which was the best childhood trend? So today we're discussing discussing our top five childhood trends. And to enhance discussion, we did not share our lists with each other. And by no means are we experts or historians in said category. We're just a few dudes who like to talk about nonsense. And to start us out with our first childhood trend, we will go to the man child himself, Mr. Tom Lockhart.
1: That's me. Uh, So my first one is Serge Cola.
0: Oh, motherfucker. (laughs) man
1: everyone needed surge there was like this and not even just surge it seemed like there was a time in the mid 90s when like all that i could think about as a kid was how much caffeine is in a soda like for some reason that was a number that i needed to know and i thought surge it was like the most like it's named surge you're gonna get a surge of energy like and come to find out researching today Surge didn't have any more caffeine than Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew had four more milligrams of caffeine than Surge did. <laughs> and that blew my mind because I thought it was like the one. <laughs> Lions, like,
2: sons of bitches.
1: Yeah. Like there's all sorts of things I found. I it, it actually launched in Norway in 1996 before it came to America. That sounds like an American beverage. And I would not have thought that a European country would have taken it from us first. I think I think they <laughs> took it from us and yeah. <laughs> what a way of putting it. They took it from us before
2: we had a chance to have the
1: idea. It's the most Jerks. American way to look at it. Yes it um, is. I I also thought that in like school like it was banned and that's why it stopped because it had so much caffeine in it. And it turns out it wasn't banned. It was just kind of banned in some schools because they were like it's too caffeinated, but they would still let us buy Mountain Dews, which is crazy. Uh, yeah. And it's yeah. just like, I remember Surge was great. Um, but Mountain Dew was always better. It was supposed to be the Mountain Dew killer and it wasn't because Mountain Dew's delicious.
0: Right. And That's just like your opinion, man. I think Surge was way better than Mountain Dew.
1: I can't even remember the, the taste of Surge. Well, um, I remember
0: I... it so much, Tom, that it's actually on my list as well. So <laughs> yeah. I agree with you that that was that was a, a trendy drink because I used to my brother and I would go rollerblade to our local gas station and go pick up some surge and then rollerblade to the skate park. And we'd be extreme because we'd be like, you know, surge as we're, <laughs> we're, we're, blading out there, but it was, uh, it was good stuff. And they actually uh, re-released it a few years back and it's still available in some places in some freestyle Coke freestyle machines. It is available. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, and, and you, you did say Surge Cola. It's not it's not really a cola. Well, it's like yeah. it's kind of like a Mountain Dew, like lemon limey sort of flavored beverage. But yeah, they they um they kind of uh, discontinued it back in like ninety seven, I think, or no two thousand three about. But then they they uh, uh, brought it back just because of the nostalgia sense. It was um, pretty sugary, but probably not as sugary as Mountain Dew now
1: uh surprisingly it was very sugary because i have it it had 56 grams of sugar to mountain dew's 46 but mountain dew had more caffeine so it was very sugary
2: (laughs) but not indeed
1: jolty (laughs) (laughs) jolty well there was jolt and i don't know the stats on that one i just remember jolt was a thing too
0: right yeah, Jolt Cola was like one of those. Was an energy drink before energy drinks, pretty much.
1: Yeah, all of these were right on the cusp of energy drink. Like we're gonna get there. Don't you yeah. worry?
2: <laughs> okay, I, I I think I understand what you're saying there. Yeah, it was. This was not on my list. Uh, I think Whoop Ass was the first energy drink that I kind of comes to mind.
0: Oh yeah, that was good stuff. I remember that. And it was always like, open up a can of Whoop Ass. Yeah, like, exactly.
2: Was, <laughs> that was the whole point of it.
0: I was like, all right, Stone Cold Steve Austin, get out of here. But. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, Surge, man, it's it's good stuff. That was definitely on my list as well. Um, I'm I'm looking right now to see if you could buy it. Um, you can't, but they did have it. They did have. I remember when I was working at Target, they definitely had it. Um, I just wasn't feeling it. But I mean, when I look at Surge and I think of Surge, I totally just go back to my childhood days of roller rollerblading and going to Centennial Elementary and just being like, Yeah, I'm a skater. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't. I was Look like a how faker. badass I am with my yeah. surge. <laughs> I was so badass.
2: Oh, it was definitely the Cool Kids Drinks, and that's how they marketed it, too. Exactly. So, but yeah. Marketing assholes, it works. I know, right? <laughs> so I guess we kind of, I guess we'll circle back to me for my first one, then. Heck yeah. What's yours? Uh, uh, I am going to say Game Boy. Game Boy Ooh. got real, real, real big in the 90s. And my interesting fact on that is it's not... It wasn't, it is the best, but it wasn't the first, you know, we were just talking about how, uh, how your drink there, it wasn't the first, but it was the best. In, <laughs> and that's what everybody kind of thinks of as the first Game Boy wasn't the first handheld games with machine with the interchangeable cartridges and all that. That was actually called Microvision, And that came oh. back in the seventies. They had a thing called Microvision, uh, and it was made by Milton Bradley, but when Game Boy came out, the original Game Boy, and maybe you guys still have yours from back in the I don't. But you can find them. Uh, They're just huge bricks, man. Just this giant (laughs) 28 pound brick or whatever that's handheld. Um, My stepbrother got one first. I got, uh, me and my other brothers got one later on. We got the smaller version. But man, I'd play Pokemon on there, Pokemon Red. I'd always have Red. Uh, I played Zelda, Ocarina of Time. I played Mega Man. Um, Game Boy was great. You know, after school, go back to my, you know, back to my room, shut the door. You know, just turn on the Game Boy and, hey, you're doing homework? Yes. No, I wasn't doing homework. I was on my Game Boy. Yeah. But it was great because with Pokemon, you could, like, trade your Pokemon if you got one of those cables between them. I don't know if you guys ever played or whatever, but, yeah, when my stepbrother got it, like, we could actually trade Pokemon back and forth. And
1: that was pretty cool. Well, for how much video games I play, I have never actually had a handheld gaming device like i never have a Game Boy or uh, what was it? I, I believe my nephew had a, a, a PSP. Yeah. But I, I just, I've never had a handheld. I just haven't.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, with the advent of smartphones and gaming on smartphones now, handheld gaming is more popular than ever. But there was a period yeah. <laughs> of time there where it was huge, 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 huge with Game Boy. And they were like the, they were the only ones really, or the big ones on the market. And then there was a kind of a dip for a little while there, I think. And then now with smartphones again, it's huge. So big in China, like South Park said, <laughs> it's huge. Uh, hilariously, Diablo. Uh, you, I don't know if you saw this a couple of years back. Uh, Blizzard ran into a problem where at their big Blizzard Con, they had announced like this new Diablo game was coming out, and everyone was geeked up for it. They were ready. They were ready. They were they've been waiting for it for years, and then they announced it was a diablo
1: specifically to be played on phones and oh man nobody cheered (laughs) you know it was i
0: I remember that it
1: crumbled every oh it was so fun to watch just people hating it (laughs) it was a crypt you could hear a pin drop the guy's like is
2: this i just got a question is this like some elaborate april fool's joke (laughs) uh (laughs) no no it's real are you guys gonna expand this out to actually play on consoles and pcs like you know we do here uh no nope, nope it's strictly on phones okay, oh
0: man well,
1: so great yeah. another to- phone game cool
2: <laughs> hooray yeah it's it's like i said it's big in china that's a huge part of their market they play on their phones whereas here consoles and pcs that's for whatever reason i don't know why that is but that's how it how it shakes out so yeah game boys
0: i had a game boy my brother and i both had one and Kids these days, I, this is a stupid. I hate when, I, when people say kids these days, but anyways, kids these days will never have to know the struggle of going on a road trip at night, and you have to wait until the streetlights go overhead to be able to see your, your screen when you're playing Mario or Tetris <laughs> or whatever, and you're like, god damn it. And then they invented the light that you could use for it, and that was a game changer. So, now you don't have to worry about that because everything's in color, and it's great, but that was, uh, that was always the best, man. Tetris, I just remember the music and how fun it was, and yeah, they were a brick. We had we all had Game Boys. Um, uh, I had a Game Gear also later on. I still own it, actually. But yeah. um, I, I, I do miss my Game Boy. That was, uh, that was literally, literally, no pun intended, a game changer.
2: Well, that's, that's I'm, I'm, I'm glad you had a chance to play. Uh, like I said, I don't know what the cultural difference is now. But, I mean, we do people mobile game now on their phone. It's still a thing. But nowhere near to the extent that, like in the 90s, that, that took over Game Boy took absolutely took over. It was all in the culture. So yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, that's a that's a good one, man. I um Game Boy and it, it's funny because Game Boy was it? Yeah, like it was a trend then, but it's it's still a trend. It's been they've just been so successful with like 3DS's and stuff, <clears> which is essentially like a Game Boy. So
2: yeah, well, that's the funny thing about trends. I mean, they come they come and go like you alluded mm-hmm. to earlier with your the surge. They tried to bring surge back for nostalgia. Um, Yeah, they, they come and go, man. So yeah,
0: absolutely well yeah so mine was surge so we're going back to thomas for his number two
1: okay my number two is the sony disc man oh man having a mobile device you could listen to songs on this is this is crazy i can like walk around listen to my music i was always the the moody kid on the bus just listening to my my rock music just having it be a little too loud so other people could hear it too because I'm a terribly inconsiderate person. Um, <laughs> but I would I would be on that bus with my long hair and my goatee that was like six inches long, just being moody as hell. And I remember I would try to run with it. Now it had like the the skip protection, which was just it protected a little bit and it still skipped so you had to find like this this weird rhythm when you ran where you didn't like skip your your sony uh, discman and i would uh, it would take like two laps before you actually found the right groove into that thing but i never left home without it i took it to school every day i bought batteries for it like weekly and i loved that thing and then the ipod happened <laughs> and
2: mm-hmm. it was like
1: you idiots here's a way better way of listening to music and i actually didn't get an ipod until i got like my first cell phone it was an iphone and it was also my listening device so yeah i wasn't i wasn't part of the first ipod craze so yeah
2: yeah no i uh yeah the discman uh the walkman yeah that was definitely the discman specifically that was a game changer man and like you said it had
1: skip protection but come on <laughs> come yeah, on you're not gonna be able to protect from what i'm doing
2: <laughs> yeah anybody who had like a really high-end discman like really had some good skip protection but those of us who are, you know peasants <laughs> spent 15 dollars on it yeah yeah no i remember yeah, going to school and having the disc man and having the whole disc case with you or the cd case with you the zip uh-huh. up black leather you know whatever in the backpack you had to have that you know in case i wanted to change my music around talk about kids these days just won't understand but i know <laughs> yeah. i know zach hates that but we're gonna say that a lot
0: <laughs> i would probably will yeah yeah I, I, I definitely had that too you know i didn't have a I don't think it was a Discman, but I had a CD player, yeah, with the anti-skip protection. And my my first car did not have a CD player; it just had a tape deck. So you had to do the whole uh, adapter thing. You plug it into your car, like you're that's saying. That's what
2: Mandy
0: and... has now. Wow, that's what Mandy
2: has right now. <laughs> oh, her 2002
0: man. Volkswagen Bug. Oof. That's
2: what it has, and she loves it, and she never wants to get rid of that car. Oof, I... <laughs> she's she's odd.
0: Yeah, was that? But I, 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 I the man is cool. It revolutionized it. Um, but then now CDs are gone. I don't have <laughs> I don't even have a CD player in my in my new car. And I have a 2015 car. I wouldn't say it's new. I've had it for years. But <laughs> yeah, so it's it's uh, just Bluetooth. Yeah, no, I, have, I still fun. have
1: a CD player in my car and I haven't used it since 2000 and like 13.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have a
2: CD player in my car and I don't think I want to use it. CDs are dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're neat. weird.
0: They scratch too easy. You have to have them like perfect. And I don't know. They just take up a lot of space. I, I'm not a big physical media fan. I mean, but. at
2: the time they were revolutionary. And I think we all get that and we get why. But now, nah.
0: Yeah. But it was always so fun to bring your CD spinner or spindle to, um, or I guess it would be book, CD book to school. And then, you know, you'd start with a small one. You'd have like 25 CDs. And you're like, oh, man, you got the new Limp Biscuit album in Lincoln yeah. Park. Oh, <laughs> there's some Tupac in there, too. And in middle school, there was this dude. His name was Steven. I can't remember his last name, but he stole my CDs. And I didn't know where the hell they went. But then I went to school like the next day, and he was in one of my classes and he's just listening to all my stuff. He had my book out and everything. And I'm like, dude those are mine he's like no they're not they're they're mine i'm like you don't have a brian setzer orchestra album
2: and you don't <laughs> nobody
0: have- does zach is the only <laughs> one it was my first album i was like you don't have a wwf this is wwe but wwf the music volume one i was like i fucking have. this is mine dude and so i took him to the principal and the principal got him in trouble he apologized he's like i'm sorry i just I-, I wanted the rush of stealing it and i'm like you're a bad thief is what I said. <laughs> so, How about the uh, of me kicking you if you the shit out of you right here in front of everybody? Yeah. No, he was, a, he was a tall guy. I was a wimp back then. I, I couldn't have beat him up, but I could kick his ass now, but I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. And barely that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So I guess, Eric, let's go there, lover boy. <laughs> What's your All right. Speaking of lover boy,
2: AOL instant messenger and internet <laughs> chat rooms. Oh, the AOL Instant Messenger chat rooms of the '90s. Oh, we grew up in these chat rooms, didn't we? I did, anyway. That weird long dial-up that takes 20 minutes to get on. That that dial tone you can remember. Maybe you know, it, kids, if you're listening, go to YouTube, do a search, it's there. But uh, you log in, uh, you got mail. Go into the chat room, and I would like first. I'd go to the, like the sports chat rooms and talk about whatever you know. But there was also like the the teen's chat room and you go to that. And, you know, I definitely found a way to get in trouble. I uh, hmm. <laughs> definitely found a way to get in trouble. I'm like, hey, we're OK. Let's see. Oh, uh, let's see. OK, I'll talk to this person talk to see if this person. Oh, this person's a girl. OK. <laughs> a-
0: <laughs> age to... ASL. Age, sex, location. ASL. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's
2: right. That's a, absolutely try to go to the private chat with someone who's a, and I'm using air quotes here. Girl. Because at the time it's like, oh yeah, it's totally a girl. This person said they're a girl. Wasn't a girl. <laughs> but we didn't I didn't know that at the time. You know, this is these are the things that you have to learn growing up. I can't even imagine I don't have kids of my own. Um, I know like my brothers do. It's gotta be a real tough time to raise kids with, you know, it was tough in the nineties though with these chat rooms because nobody knew the rules back then. They had to have all these horror stories that ended up on like Oprah or, you know. Uh, one of the talk shows, like bad shit had to happen and people had to learn the hard way. The internet was wild West at that point. Um, but then uh, what was it? Uh, the parental blockers for like, they started to come into the four in the late nineties and uh, it had just blocked chat rooms and stuff. And we ended up getting ours blocked, which sucked, but, you know, I, I it was it was a huge huge thing. We'd actually go home from school and we get on the chat room, and that's how we communicated. Being able like we sent emails back and forth, like we used to do that to actually communicate with people. Remember that? Like, yeah, <laughs> you don't do really anymore. Uh, emails went the way of the snail mail, but you know, when chat rooms came out, yeah, we go on, we would log into the chat room, and we keep talking. So, yeah, chat rooms were a big big deal. Now that's been replaced, obviously, by You know, Discord or by text chains or things. You know, Facebook Messenger, but it's essentially the same thing. This is where it first came into the fore into uh, our culture was in the nineties. So yeah, Yeah, chat chat rooms are
0: great. But I had AOL Instant Messenger and MSN Instant Messenger. Yeah, I had AOL Instant Messenger and
1: Yahoo Messenger, and I used it mostly because I played online games with like Mm -hmm. Mike and Dylan. So that's the way we would communicate because we didn't have cell phones to text each other yet. So we had to. Tell each other when we were going to be online, and so we could play <laughs> together. So yeah,
2: oh, yeah. Again, it was this. like uh,
1: it wasn't the first. I think it was the
2: Compuserve one back in like 1980 was the first one. But yeah. when AOL Instant Messenger and MSN Messenger came out, they were they were huge. I didn't use them for gaming because uh, I didn't do a lot of gaming back then. But yeah, I could see how they were useful. That like mm-hmm. Discord, long before Discord, huh? Or TeamSpeak, way before, yeah, way before go. Discord and TeamSpeak. Exactly. All right. Well, that's my number two. Cool. Uh,
0: So I used to play a game um, in about second grade. I think it was second or first or third grade around that time. So I was probably eight, nine or ten. And it was it originated in Maui, Hawaii in the 1920s, according to an archive CBS News report from 94. Uh, They used stacked bottle caps or milk caps from a drink that had passion fruit, orange guava. That's why it's called Pog P.O.G. So wow. I used to play pogs all the goddamn time. And oh boy. this is P.O.G, not P.A.W.G, which means fat ass white girl. If you're a porn fan. So just uh, <laughs> all you all, all you pog fans out there. This is the safe pog. Anyhow, um, I used to collect them and they were these cardboard little disks that had whatever on it. Like I had some VR trooper ones and some power ranger ones and some transformers and psychedelic ones and then you had some that were cut out like a buzzsaw. It was it was crazy. And then you what you would do is you stack them up and you throw a slammer down and you got to hit and flip as many over. And then you you win those ones from the other person. And I had a, like a Tupperware bin full of them and I bring them to school. You you you'd battle people, you trade. And it was it was all the rage, man. I had so many pogs and it's such a simple thing. And I can't believe it, it, it got that crazy because they're just little cardboard discs. But yeah sure. I, I love the shit out of it did you guys ever play pogs
1: yeah yes yeah, of I, course
0: come on yeah oh man well i don't know i, I don't know if yeah, you're not but,
1: but <laughs> pogs is the, it's the weirdest thing because it is like the stupidest game to play it's just stack these and then throw something at them and if they turn over cool yeah <laughs> yeah like, for the life like of me the, i can't remember that's the whole game them, i
2: had teeny tiny little pug collection uh again my little brother he was the trendy of of all, out of all of us uh he had just stacks and stacks of pugs. he was huge in the pug but uh yeah we very briefly i had a very tiny pod collection i was into it for about three months and i'm like okay well that was dumb <laughs> yeah, yeah it was dumb and now it's over
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely went by quick. Um, I had mine for a really long time. I played them for quite a while, but I would go over to a friend's houses and we'd compare them and everything like that. It was like, oh, I got these ones. And, you know, there'd be McDonald's or Burger King would be giving them away. So you get go get Happy Meals and whatnot. But I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I actually didn't know that it originated in Maui. Um, I mean, it makes it totally makes sense if you think about it. But it's it's it hasn't come back anytime soon unless I'm off the radar. But um, I think for good reason, it's <laughs> It's one of those collectible games that you're like, dude, no one's going to play this. There's so many other things you can do. Just do NFTs now. Yeah, oh, for <laughs> crying out loud. There Pog
2: NFTs. That's got to be a thing. Somebody Google that very quickly. That's got to be a yeah. There's no way. There's no way that isn't a thing. Now yeah. that you mention it. Ugh, I hate it. It might. I don't know. Thanks. It I hate it. Thanks. I hate it. But
0: yeah, I love the shit out of Pogs. I, I play those a lot.
1: It's crazy how much money you can make off of just putting things on cardboard like that or magic the gathering like sure it's so easy to just put some stuff on cardboard and people will just buy it up
0: it's uh i'm one of those jerks like it's a jump to conclusions doormat it has different conclusions <laughs> on it and you jump to them <laughs> the guy who made who made the pet rock made a million dollars that's true oh. thomas what is your third one
1: Uh, My third one is Total Request Live yeah, um, from MTV. Now, here's the thing about Total Request Live. I actually didn't like most of the music that was on it. But I watched it to find where bands that I liked would be on the list. So they would get me having like one or two bands that was like, Oh, that's a good band. I like it. Can they get to number one this week? As if that matters for me, liking the band. Like it's not a win for me as a fan. It's crazy. But for some reason, everyone loved Tor Overcast Live. And I looked at on their Wiki- Wikipedia, they show, you know, every week and who was number one. And I counted and in the first 157 episodes, there were only three bands that weren't Backstreet Boys, Sync, 98 Degrees, or Britney Spears. Those four mm-hmm. had all of it but three. Can you guys guess who the three were?
0: Blink-182, Limp Biscuit, Eminem, Good Charlotte. Uh, I'm just like throwing some out there now.
1: You got one of them.
0: <laughs> Blink-182? No. Uh, Limp Biscuit. That's right. <laughs> Really, uh, it was limp, porn, limp, uh, Lincoln, limp, biscuit,
1: corn, okay. and the third one was Tom Green. Because oh, yeah. there What was,
0: the? There was that, the bum, there was ah, bum, that bum time
1: song. where he was going on Total Request Live every week and he was trying to get to number one and he kept getting closer and closer and he finally overtook the Backstreet Boys one week. I remember the whole like celebration of him like going crazy because he, he finally got to number one and then dropped out of number one instantly. But those are the only three bands in the first 157 episodes besides boy bands at Britney Spears.
0: Tom, you brought me back to after school, where I'd have to rush home to go watch it, and then you could call in and you know request it, obviously. But mm-hmm. like you, you, vote for who you want to vote for. But man, it brings it back the Mandy Moores, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, LFO. No one knows that band except for me and oh. Monaco. Um, <laughs> I remember. And uh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of other bands out there that were pretty crazy. TLC was on it. Oh yeah, loved it.
1: Yeah, after those first 157 episodes it gets a little more diverse. Mm-hmm. Still a lot of Backstreet Boys for a couple years after that cuz they were the Backstreet Boys. Dude,
0: Carson Daly was so cool too. Everyone wanted to paint their fingernails black just like him and he was uh he was a cool guy.
1: He's still a cool guy. He's the host of The Voice, which I enjoy. Oh,
0: I don't watch that. <laughs> so. He's still alive?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's All definitely right. still alive. Just
2: kicking okay. around. Well, that shows how much I pay attention. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> uh, he's, also on, like,
1: he's he's on one of those morning shows too, right?
2: Yeah. Well, will always be careful. Not TRL. It became TRL. That's We're talking right. about what it was Total <laughs> Request Live. I remember. Are we working on my number three now? Heck yeah. I think so, okay. Well, speaking of collecting stuff, Pokemon cards.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Did you guys Very ever collect?
2: Nice pokemon cards
0: oh yeah nope. i collected the shit out of pokemon cards the original uh, 151 that's right that's correct That's I, the correct answer well i said. had an opportunity to have an original charizard and i stole it from my neighbor but he found out and so i was the bad <laughs> thief that day
1: oh uh, you terrible! an original
0: thief. charizard goes for so much goddamn money right now it's crazy Does it? oh really? yeah oh yeah, yeah. their pokemon cards are still huge right now they've never really died off but yeah dude i i love pokemon i never played it i just collected them
2: yeah i was there was a period of time where pokemon was the biggest thing in the world and i you know i you know i i really dug it i was a fan of the show i played the game boy and so yeah i collected the cards and we ended up uh, you know i had a huge binder i don't think i there were still some i think i never collected but charizard was my favorite same you know charmander was my starter that's where i had to go every time pokemon fire fire red charmander was my dude Charizard was the best because, you know, come on, let's face it. It looks like a dragon. How do you not like that? Right. Um, But yeah, the one, the original 151 is where that's where we grew up with. So that's kind of what we love. I try not to be, you know, too judgmental, but the the rest of the Pokemon kind of are dumb compared to the original. Lame. I'm just (laughs) so sorry, kids. Your Pokemon's dumb and you should feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'll fight you. I'll fight you with my original uh, Pokemon. I don't know I if you, if
0: you don't if you haven't been paying attention to then any, any of the Pokemon. I think it's hard to say that it's dumb. It's I mean, it evolves just like anything else. They might think our, our stuff is dumb, but
2: they, they are. I'm being tongue in cheek. I don't really mean it. I'm just <laughs> saying.
0: Like. Well, take that tongue out of your cheek. Uh, where okay. tongues are supposed to go? <laughs> uh, where are, oh, you know
2: what? Let's just move on. To
0: <laughs> I let's just move I mean, on. Yeah, I used to collect the shit out of Pokemon cards, and I had a whole binder and everything, that individualized them. Um, but there's still, yeah, there's, st- it's, it's crazy how big Pokemon is still, um, they had a, you know, working loss prevention, people would steal packs and we had to remove them from the shelf actually, just it, it. it got pretty crazy, so a lot of assholes out there stealing cards,
2: assholes ruin everything, always have, always will,
0: dude, assholes mm-hmm. shit all over everybody, it's according true, to, according to Team America, world police, but. Which, um,
2: yeah, quick aside, yeah. it's just one of the the best speeches ever, and I know. so true. It's so
0: true. It works out really well. All right, uh, so I'm going to move to the fashion side for my third one. Okay, uh, around second, third grade, because I was a blader, drinking surge, watching the movie Brink, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I wore a chain wallet. Uh, It was great because it was a leather wallet that buttoned up. I had maybe $2 in it at all times because I was a kid and I had maybe a library card or something like that. But I'd wear that chain wallet and it was a fashion statement, man. You had to you weren't a real blader unless you wore a chain wallet. And it's so surprising how many people wore it. Um, It's it's more of like a, a biker thing, like a motor motorbike thing. That sounds really weird. Not a motorbike thing. A motorcycle thing uh, that's been around for quite some time. And it totally makes sense. Like if your wallet were to fall out, it's like, bam, it's not it's not going anywhere. But I don't know how the hell it, it became a, a fad with us. Uh, it was like a really long chain, too. You just start using a long one. Can't use a short one. But um, it was cool, man. I, I had my chain wallet and I, I freaking loved it. I even made my own chain wallets. I would had like a Velcro wallet and I would punctured a hole in the side and then get a chain and put it on there. I was. It was cool shit, dude. Do you ever make a duct tape wallet? I, was just uh, I got say, a duct tape I, wallet for
1: free once. I I made a duct tape wallet with a chain on it because I was super cool.
2: Look at the you! Yeah, the cool. I was gonna just uh, jump in here. That's actually my number four was chain wallets. I was gonna say <laughs> I had it too. Same dude. as you. I I'd make those uh those uh those uh, duct tape wallets. We were God. We were just hardcore badasses, weren't we? Yeah, I could see yeah, you with like... a chain
0: wallet, Eric. You, <laughs> oh, you, I had a chain wallet. You look you look like a chain wallet guy. I am look, a chain wallet guy. You look like you uh took full effect of the it's falling out of my pocket, but wait, it didn't fall completely out. So <laughs> Thomas, did you did you ever have a chain wallet? I did. I did. I had several chain wallets. Dang, one for each uh, occasion. Yeah. You had a fancy one, you had a laid gotta, back one.
1: Yeah, in case you're going to like a nice dinner, you gotta Whip it out at at the Burger King, like Ooh, don't worry, this Whoppers on me, babe.
0: <laughs> Let me pull my wallet out. <laughs> oh, we should bring those you're, back.
1: You're acting like girls would hang out with me with that chain wallet.
0: Come on, I feel I feel that I've seen people with chain wallets, um, because I mean, uh, t- time is a circle, and I, yeah. I definitely have. Time is a circle, and we've seen a lot of the '90s trends coming back. Uh, so i I probably have seen somebody with a chain wallet more recently um especially living in Seattle you get uh, just kind of trendier whatever styles here so that makes a lot of sense I should I should totally start wearing it oh, again the
2: girls the girls back in middle school and high school man they they were, they were super into the guys who had chain wallets
0: yeah and and chain wallets were around in shit I mean the 70s too so you, you have your 20 year gaps in between all those um it makes sense it totally does. And I bet even before that too, you, you can remember seeing pictures of people in like the 60s or 50s or whatever and they had the long chain wallets and their zoot suits and whatever. Mm. So it's it's one of those things that just has been on and off for so many years. And it's You kids with your zoot suits
2: and your Dan Fogelberts.
0: Yeah, your zoot suits and your Pac-Man video games <laughs> and your hula hoops. <laughs> so we uh, jump back to Thomas then for his number four.
1: Okay, guys, what do you have to... Attach a chain wallet to your pants, your jeans. Mm-hmm. One of the dumbest things I that I've ever worn <laughs> is Jinko jeans. <laughs> yeah, I, yes, sir. <laughs> I begged my dad to get me some, not so much because I wanted them as much as other people had them, and I didn't want to be the weirdo who didn't have parachutes on his legs. That'd be insane. Um, but I owned a pair of Jinko jeans. Um, I think it was only one pair though, because they were expensive, and you don't need multiple. I mean, at some point you can actually cut it down to a normal pair of jeans, because uh, it's at least three pairs of jeans worth of denim. Um, I was looking at <laughs> I was looking them up today, and it's still around. Um, it's a lot smaller, um, but at the website. The first thing you see is three hundred dollars for Jinko jeans, and I thought, well, "What are we talking about here? Come on, guys! We Golly, this—I don't. It's—it's this. um, it's such a weird fashion statement because I—it's—it's it's hard to explain them to somebody who hasn't seen them. It's like bell bottoms, but like ten times bell bottoms. They're just the most insane pants ever. Um, Their peak sales in 1998 was at 187 million dollars, and in 1999, just one year later, that was cut in half. So that tells you Mm, how quickly Jinko's like went out of style. They were just half the company they were in a a year after being the thing. (laughs) The thing.
2: Yeah. Like
1: well, I, <laughs> it's
2: funny that you bring that up because I get to just piggyback off of you. That's actually my number five is Jenko jeans. So that's perfect. I had uh, a set of Jenkos and I had some knockoff versions, but Jenkos were, they were the thing. I think up through seventh grade, I didn't have any even attempt at fashion i just wore whatever fit because that's what my mom got so Mm -hmm. like i'd get like the like narrow not skinny jeans because that's actually a different trend that came later thank god i missed that i'd never had the body for it anyway so uh yeah miss me with your skinny jeans we went the opposite (laughs) it's funny that you talk about it they're basically bell but yeah they're bell bottoms on steroids with enough denim to make a canadian come it's just (laughs) crazy how these were just i remember like i the the area down at the very bottom like the stitched part you know it would get torn and then you'd have these long you know strands of denim trailing behind your combat boots because that was a big thing too <laughs> with your big
1: chain leather wallet god we were hardcore badasses back in the day well yeah and the other thing is, is i have short legs i've said this before so i usually need to get like a 28 length on my pants and that never happens so mine were always just wet at the bottom because i'm always dragging them on the ground and we're in seattle so it's not a, it's not a fashion choice in this climate when you don't have long legs it's it's real rough but i i toughed it out and that's all that matters
2: oh no me too same same situation yeah exact identical situation they were, they were, they were huge and it wasn't just, you know, guys. It was no it was, pun intended. They, yeah. <laughs> no, really. I'm not that clever. Um, <laughs> no, they were uh non-gender specific. I mean, there were some for whomever. They were great. I love, and that they were coming back. Like you said, times a circle They kind of keep coming around, coming back around. Yeah, so there
0: were bell bottoms. Basically, they were the 90s bell bottoms because I also had Django jeans on my list, guys. That was the first trifecta I think we've had in, in a long time. Wow. I mean, those that, that, that's what the 90s was. It was big bullshit like that. And and I also had the Lee pipes, which were basically the the knockoff versions of them that were not Levi's because they were an under they were step under the Levi's. They were the Lee pipes. Um, but, but I had I had both. I remember the logo of Django. It was this little guy with a crazy head. Um, and yeah, the bigger, the better, man. It's it's If they weren't frayed and, and stepped on, then you weren't doing it right. So, yeah,
2: the, nin- the 90s were like this weird little pocket of time when this country wasn't at war with anybody <laughs> or in a Cold <laughs> War with anybody. So all kinds of crazy
1: shit came out of it. We were just doing whatever. Just, I know. Let's just throw, throw some things at the wall and see what happens, guys. Grunge
2: music, Jenko <laughs> jeans, chain wallets, Pokemon.
0: Fuck it. Anything goes. It's the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah it's they're so they're so fascinating and i would love to get uh, my hands on a pair of Jenkos again but like tom was talking about the prices and stuff and i'm past not
2: that not forget that That's... yeah
0: it's i mean it's 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 only to be nostalgic it's one of those trends that i'm blown away like i wear slim fit jeans and um i like more form fitting clothes uh, i'll have like a baggy shirt or something like that but there is no way in hell if everyone started wearing them again, I'd be like, no, pass. I'm, I'm doing slim because I don't like things getting caught. I don't like it being loose and weird like that. So, no, I, I think that trend for me is completely dead. But it did define my my childhood when I was cause when I was blading, right? When I was doing the yeah. Brink stuff. So.
2: Yeah. Brink, Brink. What a great movie. Um, it's still very much part of who I am. I'm all about loose fitting. But we, you know, different body types, but I'm all about the loose (laughs) fitting, loose fitting all the way, man. Give me the comfy. I don't need the form fitting stuff. I'm not interested in that. That feels like too constricting for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not like, I'm not talking like skin tight. I'm talking, uh, something mediums, but I'm talking like something that you can move around with. That's more form fitting that looks cut better. So like with jeans and stuff, I don't want them to be showing my, my testicles, but I want them to be, you know hugging the thighs and stuff like that right. to show my quads but if i wear
2: if i wear baggy clothes you won't know i'm fat <laughs> i'm fat yeah. i'm fat too man you won't you won't you won't be able to tell <laughs> that's the secret guys yeah
0: totally totally i get you but yeah it's um uh that that's those things were just a whole other issue. And I think it's, it says a lot why we all, all three of us have it. And we all three jumped on it. And like, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me either too. Cause you know, Hey mom, dad, can you buy me these Janko jeans? You go to Fred Meyer and you're like, Oh man, <laughs> I gots to get those. What a weird ass thing that that might be one of the most popular trends of the nineties for boys. At least I'm telling yeah. you. I'm
2: telling you, it's because this, this country was in a strange place, man. We were. were. You know, it's it's not very often we find ourselves without without a war to fight or some major huge cause to go lose our shit about. Oh, Uh, man. You know, there we were. Yeah. Big ass blue jeans. I
0: agree. Well, Thomas, since we, uh, you nailed that one for all three of us, you want to go with your fifth one?
1: Yeah, might as well go again. Um, I'm going to talk about something different.
0: Something? That's,
1: that's something <laughs> with a Z. That was the, the uh, logo, or not the logo, but the the catchphrase of Zima. Now, <laughs> wow. here's the thing. I've ever, never actually had a Zima. Even when they started making them again, I still haven't had one. But Zima was this whole part of like this whole thing where people were obsessed with clear things that weren't normally clear. You got your crystal Pepsi, you got your what was it, Tab Clear. Like they were trying to make like sodas and drinks clear for some reason. And Zima was ahead of its time. It was before the Schmirnoff Ices and the Seltzers and everything. It was the first, like, I don't know, not really fruity, but just like lighter beer. Um, uh, It was very popular with women, with men, not as much because they thought that it was a girl's drink. It's like, ugh, gross. Now everyone's drinking hard seltzers. Like, that's basically just a Zima in a different flavor. Come on. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I don't really know if I ever want to have a Zima because I don't want to ruin its image in my head.
0: Um, you used to put Jolly Ranchers in them. That's that was like the oh, thing. You put a Jolly Rancher better. in it and it oh. turns kind of the color of the Jolly Rancher and it's just sugar on top of sugar. But they're not very I mean, they're just like hard seltzers, basically. Um, yeah. But, you know, before all that.
1: It was just twenty years before its time. Apparently there was also a Zima Gold, which was supposed to give you like the taste of bourbon. It was gonna be meant for the men who, you know, drink their bourbon and you're a real manly man drinking this, and it did not sell well at all. <laughs> and then they they ended up discontinuing it because it was it was nice for a while, and then people were like, ah, we're gonna go back to what we were drinking. Thanks for that new thing. And then I know a couple of years ago they brought it back. And I don't know how it did at that point. I saw it in stores. Did you guys ever get Zimas? I think I had it one time and I hated it. And I'm just <laughs> like, this
2: is, I don't know why this is not good. I don't know what, like, this is not good. I don't want to do this anymore. Take this away <laughs> from me.
1: It, it's because it wasn't manly, right?
2: Uh, I think it just tasted like garbage. Yeah, uh, oh, that's just, that's yeah, good too. <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't a fan. Uh, just get old fashioned. I don't like it.
0: I didn't mind it. Um, I just, I mean, I I never bought them because I was too young to buy them. So I was not 20. I mean, I was 21 in, I don't know what year that was, but Zimas were definitely not around for that. So I'd never had a chance to, and I was too young to be underage drinking Zima. I mean, mine was Smirnoff, if if you're going to do it, like Smirnoff Ices and stuff. But and Zima actually kind of started around the 80s, I think you were saying, Tom. Um, Uh, Yeah, 1993
1: was was when it, it was out. And then oh, really? Towards the towards the end of the nineties, it stopped being a thing.
0: I feel like oh god, I felt like it Mike's was. Mike's hard lemonade was a
1: big big
2: thing. Yeah, totally. I can see but that. That was before
1: Mike's hard lemonade, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like after that, it was Mike's hard lemonade and Smirnoff. That's where I started as a drinker. Is Mike's hard lemonade and Smirnoff ice back when I was like sixteen years old.
0: You got iced, bro. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you just do Michelob Ultra and Bud Light. Oh, gross. That's not gross at all. Those are fine beers. They're not the best, but they serve their purpose. I enjoy them. If someone hands me one, I'll drink it. I mean, that's true for any beer for me, but I mean, well, apparently not Bud Lights or or Michelob
1: Ultras. Oh, no. I'll drink them, but I'll look at you dirty. So. But and I'll look at, at you so just, filthy, But I'll know just, I'll yeah.
0: know that you're drinking fewer calories. So will you'll thank me when you live an extra day <laughs> in your life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so Eric had his five, so I gotta go with my fifth one then. Um along the lines of toys and stuff when I was a kid, uh, these got big around fourth, fifth, sixth grade for me, somewhere around that time. But they they were, again, like a toy that was has been around for years. I mean, even so, the first recorded uh, existence of them was 500 B.C. um, over in China. And I'm talking about a yo yo. So yo yo's were one of those Santa Claus workshop toys that, you know, our grandparents were playing with and our parents were playing with. And then they came back to us, too. Um, But they got a lot better. They were they weren't just the Duncan yo yo's that would spin and spin and spin. They started developing these ones by Yomega and the Yomega ones, they had a Yomega fireball and it made this awesome sound with these ball bearings in it that it would go (laughs) and then it'd come right back up uh, instead of you having to pull it up yourself. So we got I got really good with the yoga or yo-yo. I was walking the dog. I was doing a a loop de loop around the world. I was doing a a cradle. I could still probably do it to this day um, if I had a yo-yo, but they're just fun. You just walk around, you just throw it down and stuff like that. Um, but for some reason, the Yomega ones got so big at my school and everyone had to have it. If you didn't have it, you were a square. Um, so you needed your parents to go get you one. And I had like three, my mom. It was actually really cool though. My mom bought me this video for this guy and I'm going to look look him up because I don't remember his name. Um, it it was a Duncan. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, it was a Duncan yo-yo video of this guy. And he was called like the yo-yo man. Uh, I'll find his name in a second. But anyways, uh, I learned a lot of tricks from it. It was really cool. Did you guys have yo-yos? I
1: I had a yo-yo, but I was never good at the tricks. I was good. I could do the normal yo-yo just do the thing i was never good at it but what i remember is we had an assembly in elementary school where there were these people who did crazy yo-yo things which sounds real dumb now i would walk out of that now because that is not going to keep my attention but they would do crazy yo-yo stuff at the time there really wasn't that crazy like they were just doing i think it was on the simpsons too there was like a whole thing yeah that was awesome (laughs) like (laughs) the cobra and he comes out and he shoots it off his tongue and Uh, but that was a great assembly back then. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I had a yo-yo. I wasn't any good at it, but I had a yo-yo. I mean, I I did the walk the dog thing kind of really badly. And I did the, what do you call it? The cradle thing really badly. I think the reason I got it was because of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Mm -hmm. And he did the walk the dog, and then he like zipped it around and like smacked the hell out of the, you know, the dudes with it. Yeah, that's why I got it. Whole, that was the only reason I even wanted one.
0: Oh, man. I, I remember that, too. That actually, uh, TMNT 2, I, I go on record as saying that's my favorite of the Ninja Turtles movies, even though it's probably not the best one. I absolutely love it because mm-hmm. of uh, just memories like that. I always wanted New York pizza. I always want New York pizza now. But <laughs> the yeah, Michelangelo did the yo-yo thing. It was so funny. And then he uh, he beat up the people. He's like around the world. and I was like, you're not doing that right. You have to do it differently. (laughs) You can't throw it around your head like that. According to the yo-yo man who I found the video of him, the old video that I had on YouTube, but it does not say his name. So I'm secretly trying to watch it right now to see if it says his (laughs) goddamn name. But it's just the same stuff over and over again. They're just showing all of his tricks and it's driving me bananas. I Just want to know his dang name. So yeah, yo-yos, man. Did you guys ever do the Omega ones though, too? Like the the ones with the ball bearings, or was it just the? Uh, yeah, ones?
1: that that's the one that I had was the ball oh, bearing one. Okay, yeah, that was and I was still bad.
0: <laughs> that was revolutionary. That was like, because um, when you could do that, you didn't have to tie it all weird, and it it came back to you immediately. So it was kind of like a beginner yo-yo in a certain sense. Sounds about right for me. I'm not gonna find this guy's name. If anyone knows it, let us know. But I I, I can't I can't find it. It's just too hard. So um. Cool. Well, that's, uh, that's what I have for my fifth one. Um, let's, uh, I, I posted on Twitter. I asked some people, um, what some of their trends were and Geek Garage podcast said Pogs, of course, which is great. Gigapets, Ooh, remember those? And Tamagotchis. I had a Tamagotchi. Yep. Oh, yeah.
2: mm-hmm. You thought about it. Yep. Tamagotchis,
0: I, yeah. I killed my Tamagotchi the first night I had it because it wouldn't go to sleep at nighttime. And I'm like, what is going on? So I woke up and there was all these piles of poop and it, it died. It went. To, it had a little angel thing. And I'm like, I just killed my pet on the first day it I had it. It pooped
1: itself to death. Well, what
0: happened was it was switched to AM, not PM. And so that's why. And I <laughs> we fixed the glitch. But um, they also said Pokemon cards, the original 151, and Beanie Babies. So that is oh, a, that, that was a good one. Beanie Babies, I never understood why. There's a documentary, documentary right now on HBO called Beanie Mania. I did not watch it. Or I started watching it. I got bored by it. But it... Uh, they talk about why the hell they got popular. So if you are interested in trends, check it out, I guess. But I was I turned it off pretty quick. I was bored. And then um, uh, Stoltz, Ken, he says uh, garbage pail kids cards, which is funny because like, yeah, a lot of people who grew up in the 80s. The garbage pail kids, those were really popular for some reason. Yeah, and they were, and yeah. they were disgusting. Yeah. I never understood it.
1: Yeah, They were super gross. And that was the appeal. <laughs> yeah, that I
0: just, was the appeal. Yeah. It was so weird. <laughs> I, I, I guess I never really got it, but yeah. Um, coolness. So those are the, those are the tri- yeah, childhood trends. I will recap the list. So Thomas has Surge, Sony Discman, TRL, Jenko jeans, and Zima. Eric has Game Boy, AOL chat rooms, Pokemon cards, chain wallets, and Jenko jeans. Zach has Surge, Pogs, chain wallets, Janko jeans, and yo-yos. We have a lot of overlap there with the Jenko jeans and the chain wallets and the Surge. So um, I figured Tom was going to put that. I thought he was going to put Power Rangers, but he already talked about Power Rangers once. So
1: Yeah, and it's not a fad. It's a lifestyle. <laughs>
0: uh, I still don't agree with that. Tom, but I love you. I don't know about <laughs> all that. So cool. Well, that's all I have to say about that. So thank you for tuning in to the Top 5 Podcast. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Top 5, at ZachDale60, at TomTop5, at E underscore Shane and then you can give us ideas you can tell us if we're crazy or you can even suggest a topic for a future episode
1: if you enjoyed today's episode please rate us and review us on apple podcasts amazon podcasts google podcasts stitcher or spotify thank you and remember it is always it is okay to be wrong even though you think you are right
2: if you want to be one of the non-conformists all you have to do is dress just like us and listen to the same music we do
0: Exactly.
2: (laughs) We're so hardcore, guys. Bye, Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye.